Hey everybody, this is Steve. And this is Andy. And this is Steve, along with Andy, meets Batman. <laughs> All right, I tried it um, for Mr. Comer. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it doesn't work as well. Um, I think we might stick with Steve and Andy. It so. just rolls off the tongue better. Steve and Andy. So we're back. The last episode was an email episode where we read four emails from four different continents. They're great emails, every single one. It was the Steve and Andy world tour. <laughs> We should have thought of that when we... I know. It's <laughs> too good. late. Oh, well. Um, so, yes, we... Great emails, great entries into the contest. It's The competition is stiff now, I have to say. It is stiff. Speaking of the Name My Cat contest, we have announced the first and the second place prize. The first place prize is a fabulous, a fabulous old Batman record, kind of rare, Christmas record. The second place prize is the... First issue of Justice League Detroit, and this episode of Steve and Andy, Steve along with Andy, we will announce the third place prize. We do the prizes in descending order. Exactly. Untraditional. Exactly. But, but you know, really, all everyone's a winner. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> They're all first place prizes in my heart. And if you enter the contest, all you have to do to enter is give us a cat name, email to stevenandy at gmail.com. If you enter the contest... We are going to be recording a very special episode of the podcast for only the people who enter the contest. And that if that's not reason enough to enter, I don't know what is. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so this episode of Steve and Andy, we are back with the second part of the two-part Mr. Freeze episode. This this episode is entitled Rats Like Cheese. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't, <laughs> yeah. This, this whole rhyming thing that they have between the episodes is... We're, we're, we're like two, three story arcs in, and it's already starting to wear thin. <laughs> so, Andy, are you ready to go with this episode? <clears throat> do, ra do rats like cheese? I think they do. Exactly. <laughs> All right, do you have any info about this episode? Uh, yeah. Um, it, uh, the original air date was uh, January 20th, 1966. And uh, it was written by Max Hodge, directed by... Robert Butler, and of course we all know that uh, the, 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 the very peppy and happy George Sanders <laughs> is Mr. Freeze. Oh my god, George and, Sanders. And, 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 and his sidekicks are Chill, Nippy, and Moe. <laughs> we don't know how Moe fits into we, We're still that. trying to figure that out. Spoiler, this episode does not reveal anything about Moe's origin. That's fan fiction right there. It is, it is. I um, actually like to think the DC relaunch is all about giving us a little bit of who Mo is. On the last episode of Batman, Mr. Freeze is terrorizing Gotham. He's melting ice rinks. He's out to steal. And if, most... you wanna, if you want to terrorize Gothamites, melt all their ice rinks. He's out to steal the most valuable diamonds in the world, which of course all happened to be in Gotham City. Last yeah. episode, Mr. Freeze stole the world's most valuable diamond from a visiting princess, Princess Sandra. Uh, she's a princess of Italy, but um, she's originally from Brooklyn. So she's in town to attend a charity baseball game. When Batman and Robin tried to stop Mr. Freeze from stealing the diamond, they were frozen solid. We ended last episode with Batman and Robin frozen by Mr. Freeze 
as a plane wrote out Strike 2 Batman in the sky. Where does Mr. Freeze get um, hire a pilot to do that? He's a pilot's license. <laughs> Mr. Freeze is up there himself. Sing, single single engine only. So. Um, he can't fly a jet, but, you know, single engine. That The helicopter that we see later, Freeze. <laughs> yeah. so. There were many, um, many ice puns in that intro. Um, one of which was the most chilling is yet to come. I would say that's not true. The most chilling. I, I thought it was pretty chilly. Okay. All right. Well, maybe it's an opinion thing, really. So <laughs> it really is. Yeah. This episode opens as an ambulance races to the hospital with Batman and Robin inside. <laughs> Later, in the super hypotherm, deicifying chamber in the Gotham City ho- Hospital, we see Batman and Robin. So. The Gotham City Hospital has this very specialized chamber, which must have cost millions, right? Tens of millions of dollars. Yes. Are people getting frozen that much? They need this special chamber in the hospital? Well, Ted Williams and Walt Disney. I can't really think of that many people. Batman and Robin, obviously. Yeah, well, yeah. So we see. I guess guess if you live in a world where there's a Mr. Freeze, I guess guess there are going to be a lot of people frozen. (laughs) We see Batman and Robin lying on these tables. It's very pitiful to see them lying there like that they're all frozen I know, like, contorted this, this, the isofire chamber is like really it's just like a, an empty room with a couple tables in it <laughs> gordon with, and a, our... with a really really strong heater that's it. <laughs> yeah that's i mean really yeah they made it sound fancier than it is i guess gordon and o'hara are observing them in the hospital it's this is really creepy gordon he looks down on them and says this is a quote there are, those are two magnificent specimens of manhood very creepy. <laughs> it was, especially since he was eyeing Robin's legs. You know, they're, <laughs> they're all, they're just, they're out there, you know? They're, no cover. That's true. That's true. No pants for that boy. O'Hara says, if I could. Was, wasn't there an episode later where uh, Gordon tries to give Robin some Jesus juice? <laughs> That's uh, another fan fiction, I think. O'Hara says, if if I could only get my mitts on, on Mr. Freeze, and he, O'Hara's obviously very distraught. Gordon just tells him, you know, he, he, seriously, what would he do if he got his mitts on? <laughs> I know. I thought that. What? It's empty threats. Gordon tells him, you know, be patient. Um, you know, as public officials, we can't allow our emotions to overrule duty. That that happens all the time on this show with those two. <laughs> I just want to point that out. Like every well, episode, they're getting all emotional and doing stuff that's crazy. I mean, well, now that Batman's potentially out of the way, he doesn't want to like go. Oh, well, now people are going to expect me to do something now. So, <laughs> so we see the doctor. He's very stressed out. He says he's not a miracle worker. Um, he, there's an outside chance he could save Batman and Robin, but he he needs to raise their body temperature very slowly. It's very risky. If he raises it too quickly, they will they will die. Too slowly, they'll die. So it's a very delicate process. Well, we can only assume that he's tried this before, though, on, if you remember last episode, the security guard was frozen, um, and I guess the doctor experimented on him. The security guard died in the experimentation. Let's just say that. (laughs) We see the doctor slowly increasing the temperature, and um, it's very slowly, and finally, Batman and Robin come too. (laughs) O'Hara says, saints be praised. (laughs) I just love that. Uh, Batman and Robin, they look very happy. They just kind of look around, sort of shake hands. It's a little awkward. They didn't age at all during that time. It's like time stood still for them. That's true. (laughs) We cut to the secret mountaintop hideout of Mr. Freeze. Do you know what they should have done for this show? Like a complete left turn, like have him frozen, and then in part two, they fall out, and it's like 250 years (laughs) in the future. I would have loved that. 
That would and then they need to find a time machine to get back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or they just stay there in the future and fight time in the future. I would that it would have been a completely different show, but I I would have been okay with that. I yes. think we cut to the secret uh, mountaintop hideout of Mister Freeze somewhere near Gotham. Don't don't ask where there are mountains near Gotham. He's watching the news. They're reporting that uh, Batman on a and... flat screen TV. <laughs> He's got future, futuristic. An HGTV, maybe he froze himself, went into it, <laughs> then reversed it somehow. That's true. We don't know what really happened in the in the meantime there. I guess there's an alternate theory of Batman. <laughs> uh, so the news is reporting that Batman and Robin are alive after, quote, a mysterious incident left them frozen by an unknown assailant. Can I say, is it really a huge stretch to say that it's Mr. Freeze here? Most For... people thought it was false face, so I mean... <laughs> They could have gone out on a limb with that one, but they didn't. They stuck with Unknown. Um, Just then, one of Mr. Freeze's goons comes in. He tells Mr. Freeze that the Operation Big Diamond is successful. What could that mean? I don't know. Blue Blue Diamond Phillips, that's what it means. (laughs) Freeze then laughs to himself, and he says, I now have the most precious diamond of all in my possession. I I was confused at this point, I have to say. It was very chilling. But as Freeze laughs to himself, the news broadcast cuts to the charity baseball game. It's underway in Gotham City Stadium, which I'm assuming is a prison. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Freeze <laughs> loves baseball. He had his feet kicked up on a football. He was waiting for baseball, and the news comes in. He's like, ah, oh. he's all pissed off. I know. He's like the Gotham, Gotham, the Gotham Eagles, Gramblers. I don't even know what the, what are they? The Gotham, what are they? Gotham Eagles. I thought they were. Okay, the Gotham Eagles are two and a half behind. This is horrible. I like the Gotham Gramblers though. <laughs> Yeah. So we well, see what, what's Windy City because they're playing the Windy City team. What are they? Oh, they were like the parrots. I don't know like I the don't... Windy City parrots. They said it was the most heated rivalry in baseball. So it's like the DC Universe's Yankees Red Sox. That's true. The Gramblers parrots. <laughs> <laughs> so we see Gotham City Stadium. Princess Sandra is there with Bruce, uh, Dick, and and Harriet. Alfred are also there. I I don't know. I guess why this is, is Bruce wearing an ascot to a baseball game? <laughs> That's true. And it's July too, by the way. Um, I, I have to say, though, Bruce and Dick, they look very good for a couple of guys who were just frozen a few hours ago. They really fall out really well. That's yeah. true. Um, Princess Sandra's throwing out the first pitch. This is very strange. So I don't know how many people who listen to this show. I know we have a international audience. I don't know how many people know about baseball, but, you know, every game they invite somebody to come and throw out the first pitch of the game it's like a ceremonial thing but normally they go out onto the field and throw it but here um sandra just throws it from the the seats she just throws it into the field um probably because they didn't want to build a baseball set for her to go out on or they, she's got a hell of an arm let's just say that <laughs> it's very strange and and we also see some very odd stock footage um of a baseball game i'm not sure what where they got this stock footage but it's I'd like to know. It's really funny. Um, Bruce tells the princess that uh, he hopes she's enjoying the game, even though her precious diamond was stolen by Mr. Freeze. Uh, Sandra says, oh, oh, that diamond, it's, like, it's no big deal. It's the world's most valuable diamond. She's she's watching a baseball game. What does she care? <laughs> she said that she's glad Batman and Robin were there to save her. Um, they didn't, they didn't really yeah, save her. they didn't her. do anything. <laughs> they got frozen, right? Yeah, Mr. Freeze just wanted Diamond. He wasn't out to hurt her, so. They, they really didn't do, they burned, caused her drapes to burn. That's yeah, not that's, in any window. Yeah, that's about all they did, yeah. Good <laughs> job, guys. She, I love this, too. She says, well, I'd love to meet Batman and Robin 
Oh, someday, socially, of course. Is that some kind of sexual thing that she wants? I don't know, but he, Bruce cryptically <laughs> said, maybe you will. Oh, something. my God. It was very, it was, it was uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable. Alfred, Alfred was sitting back there, and he got really interested also. He had a big, a big grin, Cheshire yes. grin on his face, yes. I should say. Cheshire. Cheshire. Kesha grin on Wait his face. Wait a minute. And who plays Alfred now? Michael Caine? Oh, my God. Just then, over the intercom, they announced that Paul Diamante, he's the star pitcher, by the way, for the Gotham City Eagles, he's been replaced in the lineup. He's gone missing. Um, Everybody's confused. And, yeah, and this can't be good for Gotham because Windy City, the day earlier, traded for the Joker. So <laughs> this isn't going to be good for the Gotham, up in for, the the, gram- for the Gramblers. <laughs> up in the sky, a plane is writing out, three strikes, you're out, Batman. Um, I, I have to say, this is a weird thing. Why is um, why is Mr. Freeze kind of got this baseball thing going on, right? I mean, Egghead <laughs> sticks to a theme. Egg tax, egg puns, egg, dinosaur egg, right? The Mr. Freeze is all over the place. Diamonds, you know, they're kind of like ice. Uh, baseball, it's got a baseball diamond, I guess. Yeah, I, I'm just saying he needs to s- stick to the Freeze thing. It's a good gimmick, you know? Yeah, that's, that's all. Um, so we see the plane riding out three strikes. You're out, Batman in the sky. <laughs> I love this. Dick leans over to Batman. He's like, "Hey, Diamante means diamond in Spanish." Dick is yeah, thanks, been... thanks, Sherlock. <laughs> I like. Why did he mention? Why didn't he mention that before? We we know that that would have been useful information because there's always some convoluted way that oh, the penguin's gonna kidnap someone whose last name means something like a bird right so that, that's important information dick you need to share that information uh, just then bruce makes up the worst excuse of all time he says we we've got a, a board meeting i gotta go to uh for the, the bruce wayne foundation uh, i forgot about it dick goes oh yeah yeah i can't miss a board meeting he's like 15 years old what's he and he's on the board <laughs> Uh, and Harry Bruce, and Alfred are Bruce runs his company really poorly if he's yeah, putting teenagers on the board. He needs, yeah. Everyone must think Bruce is is really scatterbrained, or they think that he's having some kind of weird thing with Robin. So he Robin. needs to put Alfred on the board. <laughs> Later, we cut to Gordon's office. Batman and Robin are there with Gordon and O'Hara. Um, they have a note left at Diamante's apartment, which says, "You will soon hear my terms." I, I can I say. That note was a missed opportunity for an ice pun. It really was. You're right. So I like the fact that he lives in an apartment complex. <laughs> Can you imagine if like Joe Maurer lived in an apartment complex today? I well maybe. I mean, it, it was probably a very swanky apartment. It, his landlady was coming up to clean, so it's really like like a boarding house. <laughs> you think he just lives in some kind of uh, environmental co-op or something? <laughs> yeah, that's what I like to believe. Uh, 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 it could have put an ice pun there. I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, also, an icicle was left on the scene. <laughs> when Robin sees the icicle, he says, oh, it must be Mr. Freeze. Well, yeah, it's Mr. it's obviously Mr. Freeze. It's been him the whole time. <laughs> just just then, the phone rings, and of course, it's Mr. Freeze. I don't, I don't know where he got Gordon's number. It must be a public listed number. <laughs> Gordon needs a secretary. <laughs> Gordon puts him on speakerphone. Free says he has Paul Diamati, the most precious diamond from the baseball diamond. And after Free said that, he he's like, "Oh, do you get it, diamond, baseball diamond? You get the connect." He like made the, that. <laughs> the jokes never work if you have to explain them. No, I know. 
Uh, Paul Diamati gets on the line and he says, quote, this kooky character has me holed up in the wildest pad. I, it sounded like he was having a good time, actually. <laughs> Diamati's like a beat poet or something. Uh, Mr. Freeze proposes... He's, like, he's like hanging out with Allen Ginsberg. <laughs> Mr. Freeze proposes a trade, one Diamati for one Batman. When Gordon hears that, he refuses. He says, no, we can't even... No discussion. I, he tells Batman, I will not allow you to jeopardize your life because Gordon knows if Batman leaves, they are screwed. Gordon will kill Diamante himself <laughs> if it means Batman lives. O'Hara says, over, over me dead bodies. He said. I was At that point when O'Hara said that, I, I was really hoping that they would have O'Hara dress up in the Batman suit, go undercover into, <laughs> into Mr. Freeze's lair. I was, that didn't happen. I... That would have been great, though. Missed opportunity. Really? I mean, this thats what this episode is an episode of missed opportunities, I can just it say. Um, Batman says, no, I have to go because millions of, impression, uh, millions of impressionable young lads look up to Diamante. He must live to inspire the youth of today. Batman cares very much about the youth. Batman, Batman does not inspire youth. <laughs> He then gets on the line privately with Mr. Freeze. Uh, Mr. Freeze tells him where to meet him. Um, this is a little strange. Batman, he just runs off. He doesn't say anything to Robin. He's like, I gave my word. I can't talk about it. He's not like Robin. Hey, you know, let's plan this. Meet me somewhere. If I don't come back, you know, but no, he just leaves. He runs out. You don't ask Batman questions. No, you don't. Not when he's on a mission. <laughs> and Adam West really is one of the great telephone actors of our time. <laughs> That's true. He can really act with the telephone in his hand. I want to see a whole show where it's just Adam West on the telephone. like a Or like a Broadway play. Adam West, the one-man show, who's on the other line. Oh, I love that. We should call his agent. I know. We just go, <laughs> hello? Yes, this is Adam West. <laughs> Later, we cut to the Batcave. Robin is trying to work out how to help Batman. Um, just then, Alfred comes down into the Batcave. He says, it's time for afternoon tea, but he's carrying a tray with some ice cream on it. Is that <laughs> not really tea? It's, it's tea-flavored ice cream. <laughs> Robin. It's Dick's favorite kind. Robin is pissed. Uh, he goes, holy interruptions. Who has time for afternoon tea? He is really laying into Alfred. Alfred's just trying to help, is all I'm saying. Robin then tells Alfred that he secretly planted a homing device on Batman before he left. I, I didn't see that. That was very, very good. Slide of hand. He's like like Penn and Teller. Just, uh, we, we cut to Batman. He's standing in an open field. Uh, a helicopter approaches, it piloted by Mr. Freeze, of course. Oh, he's got that and, license. And lands next to him. Paul Diamati gets out. He's all drugged up, hands tied up. Uh, Batman moves to get into the helicopter. He says, do with me what you will. First, he puts Paul Diamante on a park bench. They're in the middle of an open field, and there's a park bench. Yeah, there's this one lone park bench out in that field. It was very strange. Um, Batman gets in the helicopter, says, do with me what you will. A couple of goons, uh, they just knock him out, pull him into the, <laughs> the <laughs> you, you didn't really flight. do it right. Batman goes, do with me what you will. That's yeah, I know. It, it sounded more cowardly than anything, but... <laughs> At that very moment, I love this, Robin runs up. He's he's just a second too late. He sees Diamante on the park bench. He explains that, he, hey, I got here. I planted a homing device on Batman, so I'm going to go follow him now. So you think, okay, what's Robin going to follow a helicopter and maybe another helicopter, even a, the Batmobile, in anything? No? 
he he runs off after the helicopter. <laughs> I love that. Uh, also, he runs off, leaving Diamante there, drugged up, confused, <laughs> still tied up on the park bench. He doesn't even. Well, you know, we don't know about Diamante's reputation. Maybe he is kind of one that this oh, happens yeah. to a lot. If you know what that's, I mean. That's that's true. Later in the super refrigerated hideout of Mister Freeze, uh, Batman's coming to. Uh, he's trapped in in this warm zone that Mr. Freeze has created, but the warm zone is surrounded by freezing temperatures. So when Batman tries to leave, it's it's minus fifty. I don't know if that's Celsius or Fahrenheit. It's never explained. So um, it's minus fifty. Oh, he's it's too cold to 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 leave the warm zone. Just then, Freeze comes in. <laughs> Batman calls him a cold fish. Yeah, what the hell does that mean? I I don't know. Warm fish is like a, is that a good thing? A warm fish. I don't know. Freeze ultimately. Freeze says, uh, "You know, you're gonna die eventually, but you know, if you have good behavior, I'll you know let you live a little longer." Right as he said that, Batman jumps out of the freeze zone and tackles Mister Freeze, but he's immediately kind of taken by the cold. It's too cold. Mister Freeze said, "It's not time for him to die yet." He pushes Batman back in the warm zone, and he then leads Batman to the dining room where we see Robin. He was captured while he was following Batman on foot. I mean, it was, come on. When Batman walked in, it was really awkward. Robin didn't expect Batman to be the other dinner <laughs> guest. You, know? you could tell, like, ooh, this is awkward. Yeah, it was a little weird. Um, later, we see Batman and Robin. They're eating. They're having a nice roast dinner with Mr. Freeze. Uh, Freeze it, throws the best dinner party. He does. It's yeah. it was it was very awkward because Freeze is sitting like in the cold zone on the very far side of the table, and Batman and Robin are kind of hunched up in the warm zone on the on the very other end of the table, very close together. It's hard to to describe what uh, this looks like, but it's just very weird, very awkward. Uh, Batman says, let Robin go. Uh, Freeze is like, I can't. I can't let him go. He knows where my hideout is. Are you crazy? That's true. Touche. Freeze offers Batman some dessert at this point, baked Alaska. I don't know what that is. So. I don't either. I've heard of it, but I've never had it. So. And some chilled liqueur. Batman says, I don't drink. <laughs> And then Freeze goes down the line of liquors that he likes to freeze. Yeah. And Which Robin, that whole time, is like, oh, are you going to offer me any chilled liqueur? <laughs> yeah, you could see it in his eyes. Uh, ba- he said he wanted whatever Paul Diamante got. <laughs> I, I, love, I, I love how Batman then says, all right, Freeze, give yourself up. We can help you. I, like, that would work. I like how ba- he, he just tries these things. He's ba- Batman's totally... Uh, Grabbing at straws. Yeah, at this point, he does not have the advantage, but he just tries to act like he does. I wonder if that's ever worked out for him. <laughs> but Freeze says, no, you must pay for what you did to me. He he needs revenge, because if you remember, it was Batman who did this to Mr. Freeze. He was creating some super cooling agent, um, which he never really used is for against, a crime. Is it, but it's <laughs> against the law in Gotham. So Batman goes in and starts punching him and knocks him into some of the cooling agent, which turned him into Mr. Freeze. Just then, Batman and Robin jump out of the warm zone and knock Mr. Freeze to the ground. The cold is too much, especially for Robin, because he's half naked. <laughs> uh, Mr. Freeze is is not happy. He pushes them back in the warm zone and slowly makes it smaller and smaller until there's only room for one. Batman leaves the warm zone and orders Robin to stay. We see Batman slowly freezing um, to death. He's dying there in the cold, but just then he, he gets up and punches Mr. Freeze right in the face. Um, Robin then grabs the mach- the little remote that controls the size of the warm zone making it larger encapsulating mr freeze 
Batman reveals that he was wearing his special thermal long underwear for extreme cold. He was just pretending to freeze the whole time. Good thing that he wore that. And that must have been hot, yes. wearing those. Oh, it had to have been horrible. Because in the warm zone, and it was July outside, so. Yeah, horrible. Did you notice that Freeze was dressed like Hugh Hefner in this episode? <laughs> That's true. He was wearing, like, silk pajamas the entire time. It was like an episode of the old Playboy After Dark series. But <laughs> Batman and Robin were the guests as opposed to, like, like some sort of, like, like Sammy Davis Jr. or something. <laughs> like, here, let me talk. Let's, let's talk about your new thing, Batman and Robin. Let's That's get some the, baked Alaska for it. That's the second Sammy Davis Jr. reference in two episodes. So, I mean... <laughs> It's going to continue. <laughs> um, so Mr. Freeze, is, he's, he's kind of in the warm zone now. He's dying. So they leave him a little space of cold. Just then his goons bust in, Moe, Nipply, and Chill. What, is, what are their names? I don't know. <laughs> Moe, Nippy, and Chill, oh, not Nip Nipply. Um, better name, Nipply. <laughs> I can say a fight breaks out, of course. This is the most one-sided fight because they had that whole thing with the dinner party. took up a lot of time. So this fight had to last... 30 seconds so it's one of the most one-sided fights i've seen on the show i don't know robin just clean the floor with these guys robin pushes a stuffed polar bear into the two into two of the goons i i don't know which two (laughs) and it knocks them out um i love just then o'hara runs in robin's like what took you so long and o'hara says oh we we took a wrong turn sorry gps would have helped so yes o'hara's an idiot (laughs) I don't think he actually made it wrong. He just didn't want to show up. You know? like, <laughs> yeah, he's oh, like, oh, you know. could get messy in there. I don't know. Let's wait till it's all sorted out. Then we'll run and it. And then he was like, is there any baked Alaska left? <laughs> Later, we see a very exclusive party. Princess Sasha is there with Paul Diamati and uh, Commissioner Gordon. Picture taken. Did you notice that Commissioner Gordon was just kind of lurking in the background of the photo that, that was being taken of the two of them? Yeah, photo bomb. Yeah. <laughs> he created that. <laughs> Paul Diamati says he feels great. Um, it's just a really swinging party. Bruce, Dick are there, of course. Uh, O'Hara's there. I don't know. What, I don't. He crashed the party. He wasn't. That, that's actually how Gordon became commissioner. He just photobombed his way. Like <laughs> everyone just saw him in in the newspaper behind like the mayor or Batman or whatever. They're like, who is this guy? <laughs> just then, Aunt Harriet uh, approaches. I guess she's catering this party. I, is this in Wayne Manor? I I wasn't sure. It never really made that clear. I don't know. But she said, hey, you know, you guys are just in time for dessert. Baked Alaska. Wah, wah, wah. And that's the end of the episode. A good episode, I, I thought. Actually, as the, as the episode fades out, Bruce walks up to some old guy and starts talking to him. <laughs> just some, like, decrepit old man, and he just starts talking to him. Like, who is this guy? <laughs> that, I didn't, I didn't catch that. I'll have to go back and, uh... <laughs> watch that part i don't know but a good episode a good conclusion um to the series i thought what did you think i thought it was, it was good i thought it was a good episode I especially like the ending when he just walks up to the old man <laughs> <laughs> by the way february 1st is baked alaska day oh my god yes it is also known as norwegian omelet so we need some fans in norway now we need yes scandinavia next is our next goal here, here's like the irony, though. The entire dessert is then placed into an extremely hot oven. I guess that's why it's baked. I, that's weird I that Freeze was eating that, but I know, we don't question the lot. science. So, yeah, like I said, we have we need we need some Norwegian fans. We need some uh, Swedish fans. We have our Chilean friend Felipe. We have Daria in Australia. Those are our. They're the only. It's 
So, let me let's see how to phrase this. Daria is the only person, Daria, I guess, and Mel Gibson are the only Australians who listen to this show, which is pretty amazing when you think about it. I don't know where I'm going with this. I was going to end it. But we have our ambassadors. Well, it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of amazing because Australia was originally like a penal colony. <laughs> and since the show deals with crime, you just think there would be more people that would, would listen, you know, That's identify. True. So did, did, what, didn't they stop Australia from being a penal colony when one of the Australian made a giant uh, 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 made a giant spring trap <laughs> and that shot them all the way back to England? I think that that that's historical fact yes so. all right and another good episode yes and i guess we said at the beginning of this episode that we will announce the third place prize for the contest and andy what is i know everyone has been waiting the whole episode they have they have all right so we know the record album yes first place prize record we know, album. J- we know jla detroit yeah, it's a good right. episode. Uh, yeah, I can call good it. issue. I like to call it an episode. <laughs> okay. And now, revealing the other one. I pulled this out of my box of tricks. <laughs> I didn't know which one else to pick, so I just picked this one. Brave and the Bold issue. Or I, I like to call it Brave Along with the Bold. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good good one, yeah. I like issue it. number 152. The July 1979 issue. Starring Batman in the atom death has a golden grab that's gonna be good I it is to say but bob haney wrote it jim aparo artist so you know it looks good and uh there's a there's an ad in here a dc house ad this is the one this is the issue where the pieces of the puzzle come together and explode <laughs> the flash number 275 the issue where uh, Iris uh, dies. There you go. So that that is a kind of a seminal moment in comic book history, yes. right there. And and there's also a a, a, a hostess Twinkies ad with uh, <laughs> Superman, which I always like those. And I'm just kind of uh, fingering through the issue right now, seeing if there's any more foil. Um, I'm sure there are. Oh, and there's some guy in the Gotham Jail reading an issue of Brave and the Bold. <laughs> so there looks you like go. It looks like it's starring Batman and Wonder Woman. So if you were in jail, this issue might be perfect for you. Isn't that weird? Wouldn't that be weird if, like, it's, okay, Batman is really real in this world, and yet he has comic books about him come out? That'd be weird. Yeah, it? it would be a little weird. But, I, you know, there were, like, Golden Age Flash comics. I, and, I, oh, my yeah. God, I gotta tell you. There's also an ad for Peting, Pete Rose batting practice. <laughs> Pete Rose is wearing the Phillies hat because this is when he plays for Ah, okay. Well, there you go. Another baseball reference. So that is the third place prize. Uh, so we were kind of talking. It seems like the third place prize and the second place prize are kind of on, like, almost on par, depending on how much you like Brave and the Bold and how much you like... Um, the Atom. Yeah. <laughs> how much you like Aquaman, basically, and the city of Detroit. So what we're going to do is the first place prize will also come with a poster that... A Batman poster, obviously. And the second place prize will also come with a poster. And what I think we should do is the first place prize, we really got to make it tempting. There will be yeah. a, another component of the first place oh prize. my God. So if you get first place, you get... The and it's, s- it's not it's not baked Alaska. <laughs> if you get first place, you get the signed photographs of our cats. You get... 
a fabulous, and it really is a very cool record. Yes. Of Batman Christmas stories. You get a Batman poster and you get a mystery third prize. We will announce it later. So. Oh my God. Enter the contest is all. That's enter all I have to say. Enter the dragon is all I have to say. <laughs> all right. If you want to enter the contest, send us an email at stevenandy at gmail.com. Just send us a cat name. You can add a story about your life. You know, if you're a Chilean winemaker or something like that, <laughs> you know. That, to tell us what you do, tell us why you like the show. It helps. It helps keep us going because you know. Exactly. We love to hear from the fans. Um, and if you want to listen to the older episodes of our show, you can go to Steve and Andy at blogspot.com. The older episodes are there. Just find the episode name and click on the title, and you can download the MP3 of the episode. Because um, we can only have twenty episodes up on iTunes at a, any given time, so. That's that's what you got to do. And the old episodes are good, I can just say. <laughs> They're worth listening to, really. Um, some really. There are some really great ones. Leave us an iTunes review. It helps people find the show, and we always like it when more people find the show. Although there might be a conflict of in- interest now, because maybe uh, the people who have entered the contest don't want more people. But, come on. God, that's true. I never thought of that. Uh, yeah, this, this might be backfiring on us. We we created the contest so that it would spread the word a little bit, but now I think it, it might be backfiring. I know. We've created this animal. Oh, my God. Anyway, next week, we're going to... So, yeah, uh, like we said last episode, Andy and I, um, we've been traveling a little bit, so we haven't been able to get episodes out with too much regularity. But next, you know, we're going to be cranking them out here again. Uh, next episode is... The the villain is Zelda the Great, and I and I love the title. It's Zelda the Great. That's the title. <laughs> so uh, there you go. That's and, and the part. The part two is she eats steak. I don't <laughs> get. It. I don't get it. <laughs> there you go. Something to look forward to. Um, Actually, I'm kind of curious what the second part is called. It's called a that, death a death worse than fate. Whoa! And do you see the the after that? It's a Riddler group, and one of the the part two of the Riddler grouping is when the rats away the mice will play. They just love bringing out the word rat. Yeah, I know. I I can't I can't explain <laughs> why. I know. I must have had it. That's what that who song I can't explain is about. I think they had a rat infestation in the studio at the time, so it's possible. <laughs> All right, Andy, any closing comments? Enter the contest. That's send it. us more names. If you want to enter twice, you mean you can you do can, it. You can, you can do it. Write yeah. reviews for iTunes. Yeah. All the usual stuff. Tell your yeah. friends. Spread the word. Yes. Tell your enemies. <laughs> tell them it's about Seinfeld. That's fine. <laughs> All right, Andy. Thanks for another great episode. I will talk to you later. Talk to you later, Steve.